now for something completely different. Welcome to Shout Out. Out of the closet and into your ears. Hello, I'm Addy Shorten. And I'm Rose France, and welcome to this week's Shout Out. Uh, on this week's show, we talk to Bristol Pride to get the lace about what's going on. And Saski talks to the founders of fashion brand Bunny Style. Uh, all that and a lot more uh, on today's show. Hello. Hello. Hello, Rose. How are you? All right, thank you. Yes, yes. Um, it's uh, it's a sunny evening here in Cheltenham. Oh, is it? Oh, it's all grey and overcast here at the moment. Yeah. So. It's um, sunny but showery in Bath. Yeah. Oh, so now, uh, in case in case you're listening to this uh, live on Thursday, it's not quite live uh, because of COVID. We do pre-record on a Wednesday, so uh, we, we might not be describing what you're seeing out of your window at the moment, um, which is another reason why we're not going to talk about the football, isn't it, everyone? Oh, don't, mention don't mention the football, yeah, because we have the no what? idea what the score is. Because <laughs> for us, it actually hasn't happened yet. <laughs> but you may be listening, and it probably has, and you may be really happy or really disappointed. So, um, but yeah, yeah. But, although it won't said. be over. It still won't be over, even even if they're listening now, will it? I don't know, you tell on. me. No, isn't it between seven and eight, so they can still jump off from the show and watch the footy to their heart's content, so come on, on England. On Thursday. <laughs> Oh, no, of course. Ah. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm getting See, very confused this, now. This is why you? when you pre-record, you don't always mention some of these things because it, it's just, it's yeah. like, it's really difficult to get right in your head, isn't it? It's, it is. <laughs> uh, anyway, it's well, lovely to have you back with us, Rose. Yeah. Well, I was going to say, um, I've been terribly busy. I think I mentioned um, uh, in our pre, pre-radio pre chat, I've been working on the Priscilla, Queen of the Desert yes. show. I love that been... show. I love yes. the movie all the years ago. Um, yeah. And um, I'm assuming that you're, you're, it's the, the latest version because they modernised all the songs and everything, didn't they? And yeah, it's full of uh, sort of uh, 80s, 90s songs kind of thing and, you know, nice dancey hit wonders. Um, it's all... It, it's an interesting show. Not only is it wonderfully good fun, it is also um, some hard-hitting bits in yeah. it as well. Yeah, yeah got a very, very serious message. Um, yes, yeah. Um, in it, so I believe it's one of Australia's biggest ever exports. Yes, indeed. It put Australia on the map, didn't it? Yeah. <laughs> LGBTQ-wise, anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, but yeah, um, and I think they're they're leaving your area soon, though, aren't they? Um, off off elsewhere. Yeah. So, but hopefully uh, back they at some point. Are. Oh, they're in Leeds this week. Um, right. They will be back in Cheltenham in August, and I believe they will also be in Bristol on their run as well. So, oh, nice. Yeah. Have either of you two seen it, Andy, Steph? Uh, no, I haven't, but I was just thinking that Strictly Ballroom, I think, was Australia's other big film Indeed. to make yes. it to, to make a dent in the UK. It's probably the two uh-huh. the only two Australian films to really make it over here. I've yeah. seen, no, I haven't seen it. It's seen funny the movie, should, love it. Yeah. It's funny you should mention that because it does have sort of Baz Luhrmann who directed, of course, uh, Strictly Ballroom. It does have uh, Baz Luhrmann-esque uh, things about it. It does go sort of into the realms of the imagination, like, for example, on stage 
we had dancing cakes and dancing cupcakes and the famous <laughs> song you know who, someone left the cake out in the rain you know people of, of films you know sort of fans of the show will know but yeah <laughs> it has I got just, that crazy I'm, side to I'm it I'm not going to give any spoilers away um, but assuming it's the same as the one I saw in London when it opened the way they make the bus pink I thought was great yeah yeah. So, uh, yeah, go see it. Well worth seeing. So, uh, anyway, really packed show um, today. So, um, we're going to move on very quickly. Um, we're going to catch up with uh, Darren Carter from Bristol Pride and get you the latest that's going on. Uh, so, stay with us. Uh, you're listening to Shout Out. <laughs> Shout Out. LGBT Radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Uh, that's uh, Where Were You by The Men. Yeah, really funky one, that one, isn't oh, it, Rose? very funky tune. I was <laughs> dancing away here. Very good. I like that. So, we got a real mixture of um, uh, songs tonight. Um, what yeah. I liked about that song as well is it had a really good voice. Really good voice? Really, oh, yeah, 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 lovely voice, yeah. Mm, yeah, yeah. Really It's one I've not heard of before. Um, Step It, that one, yeah. didn't you? Uh, yeah. The Mend, yeah. They're, they're quite well known. And um, that was a Moto Blanco remix. Uh, well, yeah, it w- would be with you, wouldn't it? They're all, they're all remixes. <laughs> You're like me, you love it's your my, remixes. <laughs> it's my job. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, anyway, now, um, obviously, um, Pride Month is over, but uh, this coming weekend should have been um, the made main Pride Bristol um, day. Uh, it was already going to be kind of like a slimmed back one, but because, because of COVID, it had to be cancelled. So uh, myself and Steph managed to catch up with Darren just before the show to find out the late latest goings on uh, with Pride. So have a listen to this. Uh, so it's that time of year uh, where we've had, what, a month of um, uh, International Pride Month. And of course, uh, now is the kind of time when um, hopefully we'd all be getting like uh, dolled up in rainbows and looking forward to March, which sadly isn't happening this year. Um, but I'm very pleased to say Bristol Pride is still happening uh, this year. In fact, it's uh, already going. And here says a little bit more about it. Um, a very warm welcome back to the show is a uh, old time friend of ours, uh, Darren. Uh, hello, mate. How are you? Hi, hi, Andy. Yeah, yeah. No, great, great to be here. Thank you for having me on. <laughs> so, no, uh, but g- give us a bit of an update because, of course, uh, last time we spoke, it was all go and COVID restrictions were being relaxed, and everyone was looking forward to uh, a march and the like. And then the government did what they do, and things changed a bit, <laughs> understandably. But it kind of threw a bit of a spanner in the works, didn't it? <laughs> I mean, it, it, it did. And, you know, we had kind of planned for this. So we knew that if the extent, you know, the lockdown had been extended, we, we could still go ahead. And, you know, we planned all of our events to be socially distanced if they still needed to be. But unfortunately, you know, the sad reality is the cases, the COVID cases in Bristol, you know, were tripled within a week of uh, that announcement. And, um, yeah, it's just not safe to, you know, hold a mass gathering at the moment. Um, but we you know we're looking forward to you know having that a bit later on this year and in the meantime we're you know enjoying and uh, focusing on the events that we are able to have over the next two weeks mm. well I've got to kick off with the biggest question of all because of course that's the first thing everyone said it, it was announced it was postponed so I know there's a lot of other things going on but um, the biggest question we've had is does postponed mean the march and the kind of like the, the big day that traditionally is a Saturday is going to happen <laughs> Is it going to happen yes, at a different yeah. time? <laughs> yes, no. So, yeah, we really, really hope 
um, that is the case and um, you know we, we've been having those conversations uh, behind the scenes you know to be honest with you I think we're kind of just waiting for um, the government to actually announce um, you know the restrictions ending on the 19th of July and that w and when that happens we can just crack on and get planning um, I think the, the last thing we, we want to do is to start you know putting a date out there and you know the 19th of July doesn't happen and we kind of have to postpone again so yeah we're just waiting for that you know solid confirmation from the Prime Minister that the 19th of July will happen and then we can you know work with the council to get a date that would be suitable um, but yeah you know the plan is to, to hold it this year um, as soon as we are able to and as soon as it's safe to do so cool right we've got the um, we've got the the progress flag crossing um, in Bristol Darren um, now tell us about the bus <laughs> um, yes so um, keen eye might have seen on social media that we've uh, just launched um, a pride bus in association with uh, first bus in Bristol um, and again that's something that we've been working on behind the scenes i think it's something that people have been calling for i know steph as well have been calling for it for, for quite some time um and it's it's just great that it, it's here and uh, people will see it uh, as part of the fleet um for first bus in bristol um over, well i guess this from this week really and then for the for the foreseeable future uh and again it's another uh, bus that we with the bus that we've used we put the the pride progress colors on there uh, it looks really really nice and um yeah it's just going to be a great another great positive uh, symbol of pride around the city um and also a reminder you know that you know we still have the challenges to, ta to tackle in terms of uh, diversity and equality um yeah so it's it's a great symbol for that yeah, I was going to say, because I still see the fire engine um, going around with uh, the Pride stuff on the side, which is always nice to see, even when it's not Pride season. It's really nice when you, when you see it drive past you. So, um, And I, I've got to ask, because, of course, the, the, the rainbow crossing got painted, which is brilliant, because I, I can recall um, you saying you tried to do that a few years ago, and it didn't end up coming to fruition. So it was great to see that happen. But then within, what was it, 48 hours it had been graffitied? That must have been heartbreaking. <laughs> Yeah, it, it was upsetting, but, you know, to be honest with you, I expected it would happen, unfortunately. Um, you know, I think that's the reality that we face and, you know, your listeners will know, you know, being part of the community, unfortunately, that's something that we, we, we still face. Um, and I think actually, almost interestingly, um, it's been good, you know, good in terms of starting that conversation with people outside the community um, to, to, to know that that is still something that we have to tackle. Um, but I'm just glad it was, you know, it was cleaned really really quickly removed and uh it's looking great and i know it's brought a lot of joy um and excitement to people through coming down and taking photos and, and things like that and again you know that's something that's going to be there for the foreseeable future and a great reminder uh and visibility for our community throughout the year yeah, I mean, it's something I know we, we've spoken about before. I mean, a lot of people do mistake the fact that Pride is a fun day, and granted it, it is, but it is also, you know, a statement of a kind of we're here, isn't it? Yeah, and that and that's, you know, that's really, really important. And it's, you know, it's amazing all the events that we've got and been able to put on over the next two weeks. But obviously, Pride Day and the March is such an integral part of what Pride is. Um, so, you know, yeah, and that's because we still need to be loud and be proud and um, kind, of, kind of get get out there and get our voices heard. And we will do that. Um, yeah, just, 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 just later this year. And in the meantime, we're doing things like the crossing, like the bus, like the billboard to showcase that we are still here and we're still proud. 
um, and um, we'll be we'll be back together again soon. Yeah, cool. well, I mean, as we as we know, the the events are going on. I know they're selling like hotcakes, but I mean, we'd be a bit remiss if we didn't ask you what what what's happening. You know, there isn't the day, so what else is still available? What what's coming up? Yeah, so I mean, I guess all the favourites that uh, you expect um, become part of the festival. So, um, you know, our comedy night. Uh, we've got Jade Adams, Larry Dean, Jessica Foster Q, the Quimprop players, and Sophie Duca coming down um, for that. Uh, that's taking place uh, on Thursday, the fifteenth of July, Lakota Gardens, and that's always such an incredible show. Usually, our capacity just sells out. At, you know, we have two hundred seats in the Arnold Feeney, and it's gone in forty-eight hours. You know, we've got double the capacity this year. Um, and we've got a, I think maybe about two tables left if you're quick. Gosh, um, so that's really that's really exciting to have that event. Um, our circus night, unfortunately, that's already sold out. That's at Circa Media. Um, that's again such a great event because we work with um, LGBT plus uh, students from Circa Media to showcase a variety of different um, circus skills. So that's really something to look forward to. Um, I'm going to say another event, unfortunately, that's sold out, but we're showing murals wedding at trinity an outdoor screening of that with um, tom marshman as annette curtains doing some very uh, exciting performances um <laughs> so that's going to be really really good i'm really looking forward to, to that because that's such a, a camp camp classic he's um, quite a performer as well tom isn't he <laughs> he's is quite a performer yeah so um, and then i guess segueing nicely from that um you know the queer vision film festival uh, that's the bristol pride film festival has returned and um we're really excited that you know the watershed is back open so we're actually holding a mix of physical screenings within the watershed um so i went on friday to um supernova um which is you know just an incredible film and i don't think there was a dry eye in the house um so if you can catch that while it's on it's definitely worth the watch um we've got uh, a fantastic um film coming up uh, it's opening on Friday, actually. So um, Friday the ninth is uh, called Tove, and that's about the creator of the Moomins. So that's going to be really interesting. Oh wow! Um, <laughs> nice. Yeah. And then Gosh, on, the Moomins. That's going back a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and then on Wednesday the fourteenth, we, we've we've secured a, a special preview screening of a, a film that we released later this year on general release, but it's called Sweetheart, uh, and that's just going to be you know it's, it's a coming of age film, but it's full of comedy, wit, really sensitive done. And that is just absolutely amazing. Um, and we're really lucky to have called a preview for that. So if you can get a ticket, uh, that is definitely one to, to come and see. But we're also doing online stuff as well. So, you know, we've got our Southwest short films, you know, as part of um, partnership with Iris Prize. We show those. Um, and that this year we've done it a little bit different. So we've only selected films that are from the Southwest. Um, to incubate that talent that we have here. Um, so they'll, they're online for people to watch. Um, we've got a Best of Iris Prize as well that you can see online. These are all things you can just watch from home. So it's a real mix of physical events at, and at-home stuff to make sure that you can enjoy Pride however you feel comfortable to, um, at, you know, with the current climate. Um, and I guess one other thing to mention, we've got a whole month of the LGBT plus arts trail, which has returned um, oh, right. to, to Bristol after, after a launch last year um, with even more uh, venues and artists taking place uh, in that with that as well. So um, that's definitely one to look at. And that's, you know, they're all in the windows of venues. So you don't have to go inside anywhere. You can just wander around the city um, and take a look at this amazing LGBT plus art on display and they've even made a lovely little spotify playlist that you can listen to while you go around as well so, <laughs> cool 
yeah there's 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 there is literally so much going on i think you know it's been a really challenging year to make any events happen um but i'm really proud we've got nearly 30 events actually taking place um, over the next two weeks so it's great yeah well i was gonna say i mean it just grows every year i, I swear and and to pull all that off even during covid um it's it's quite a feat so i think i speak for everyone when i say you know hats off to you and the rest of the pride team for uh pulling it all together oh thank you yeah and it, yeah you know yeah as you say it's been, it's been challenging but um i think you know so everyone's so passionate about making events happen for pride and you know all the venues all the performers um that we've got everyone's just you know really pulling out the stops to make sure stuff can you know still go ahead so it's, it's been a very team effort <laughs> right darren i think everyone is looking forward to next year and the way time's passing it's going to be um it's going to come around quite quickly so where can people keep an eye on things um, as you sort of drip feed us and tempt yeah. us into next summer? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's really, uh, yeah, it's really weird, isn't it? We're already really excited and thinking about next year and, you know, hoping that COVID will just be a distant, uh, unfond memory. But, oh, um, we hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, I mean, obviously all the events that I've been talking about that are on now, um and obviously anything that we tease uh, or information coming up about pride 2022 uh, will all be available on our website so that's just bristolpride.co.uk um and on our front page actually if you just scroll down you can sign up to our newsletter um, and that's a great place to really get in the know of what's happening and sometimes we even just release tickets early to people on our mailing list because obviously things are just selling out like crazy so join and our mailing list and you'll, you'll be the first to hear about um stuff that's going on as well uh, and get those tickets before everyone else um but yeah we've got information coming up about uh, next year's event i'm sure very soon and um yeah it's just gonna be incredible because we, we, basically we've got two years worth of artists rolled over so it's just gonna be the best ride ever. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it'd be a 24-hour event then <laughs> <laughs> yes. uh, well listen uh, you'll have to promise as soon as you know dates for um um this year's um big meet uh, do let us know and we'll make sure that um uh, we get it out on the radio too because I, I know we we were uh, probably as disappointed as you we were really looking forward to it um especially after all the time being cooped up inside you know it was a really nice like ray of sunshine at, at the end so hopefully it can still be that or, although I, sh- I should say rainbow at the end really shouldn't i so, <laughs> so but listen uh, for now darren um thank you so much for sparing us um, some time because i know how busy you are um every year with pride and it's always great to talk to you um and um um hopefully uh, we'll we'll see you in a park sometime soon as well yeah for sure thank you it's been great to <laughs> great to be on and uh yeah you know just watch this space i'm sure yeah we'll get the announcement out very soon now that uh, we're kind of edging towards the 19th of july yep. cool. thank you darren thanks darren shout out lgbt radio for you the shout out podcast uh, that's obviously uh, People Are Strange. Quite a uh, remix of that one. That's by uh, Kaza Maddox and uh, Nino Lucarelli. I think I said Ooh. that right. Easy for you to say. <laughs> so, so great to hear all the info about Pride there, wasn't it? And um, yeah, you know, it's great they managed that. to keep things going even through this uh, tough time. So, and and um, Darren's co-presenter growling. Yes. Yeah, I saw that. I was going to say to our listeners, actually, no, no animals were harmed during that interview. Absolutely not. <laughs> no. 
Yeah, it's a real show. I was so looking forward to this weekend, but um, you know, I mean, it, it, but you heard there. Um, they were saying, Darren was saying, you know, that um, as soon as they know more and they can do something, uh, they will do uh, later this year at some point, which should be quite cool. So, uh, anyway, um, it's time to get the latest news headlines. Here's Terry. <laughs> This is Shoutout News Headlines on Thursday the 8th of July. The Euronews channel reports that organisers of the proposed Pride March in the Georgian capital, Tbilisi, have cancelled the event after threats and intimidation from Nazi and Orthodox religious groups, coupled with an apparent indifference from the supposedly impartial and secular authorities. Journalists have also been attacked and have had film equipment broken, demonstrating just how far the anti-gay thugs are prepared to go to disrupt the Pride Parade. The offices of an LGBTQ civil rights group was broken into and ransacked on Monday, with the authorities saying that they could not guarantee the safety of March participants. The organisers said that they had little option other than to cancel the parade. Messages of support and solidarity can be tweeted to them at Tbilisi Pride. Some people have suggested that the Georgian state security services have been supportive of, if not behind, the far-right-wing attacks, and one woman blogged that it is important to note that their activities do not represent the majority of law-abiding and peaceful Georgian citizens. Independent Radio News says that the UK government has issued a formal apology for a past policy of not employing gay, lesbian or bisexual diplomats. The policy, which was rescinded in 1991, was in place because during a period when society and government was more homophobic than at present, Whitehall was afraid that Russian or other hostile powers would use diplomat sexuality to blackmail them. We have this week passed the 40th anniversary of the publication of the first mainstream press coverage of the medical phenomenon that would eventually come to be known as AIDS, Acquired Immune Deficiency Syndrome. On the 3rd of July 1981, the New York Times published a three-column piece, Rare Cancer Seen in 41 Homosexuals. This narrative is considered by most historians to mark the formal start of the AIDS crisis, although neither AIDS nor the virus, HIV, yet have their nomenclature. As we look back from our fortunate position on those years when AIDS was incurable and a death sentence, we remember the members of our own and other communities whose lives were cut short and the sacrifices made by a generation of activists in a wide variety of groups that were set up to meet the challenges of the health crisis. We salute you. Today, HIV research is continuing to inform responses to COVID-19 and they're still saving lives. Darren Carter from Bristol Pride was on BBC Radio Bristol first thing last Thursday morning talking about the new rainbow and trans pride zebra crossing that now graces the top of Wine Street in Bristol city centre. When asked about those homophobic people who claimed that the money spent on the crossing should address potholes instead, he revealed how much money Bristol makes from being an LGBTQ friendly city. It is not, he pointed out, a case of either rainbows or potholes. By investing in LGBTQIA freedom, we can do both. 
And finally, it's now been a quarter century since the Spice Girls' debut single Wannabe smashed to the top of the charts and changed not only pop music, but the way in which many young women saw themselves. Of course, it It was inevitable that the Spice Girls would become huge LGBTQIA icons and their singles are standard on gay club playlists the length and breadth of the nation. The girls smashed numerous music industry records, including being the only group besides the Beatles to have the coveted Christmas number one slot in three consecutive years. On Sunday night, the Heart radio station invited Emma Bunton to travel back 25 years to that eventful summer of 1996 to reminisce about the astonishing success of the best girl band ever and icons of queer girl power. For these news stories in further detail and much, much more, you can always check out our website at shoutoutradio.lgbt. For Shoutout News, I've been Terry Starr. Shout out news, national and international LGBT news for you. Shout out LGBT radio for you. The Shout Out Podcast. Welcome to my Sasky Chats with Shout Out Radio and today we are talking fabulous fashion. So it is with great pleasure that I introduce the CEO and founder of Bunny Style, Mr. Matt Ozell. Matt, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? Hi, everyone. I know. I'm really good. I'm really good. Thank you for taking some time out to talk to us. But, you know, obviously, I know you're a man of style and you're very dapper in your clothing. So I want to talk about your fashion and bunny style. So can you tell us how bunny style came about and also where did the name come from? Oh, God. Okay, so um, should I start with the name? Or maybe I'll just say, um, so... I had this idea of a rainbow brand for quite some time. Basically, it started um, when I was working with the Eurovision Song Contest and we were making flags for them and they were selling them in their stores during um, the Eurovision in Stockholm in 2015, I believe, 16, 16, I think. Yeah, and then I had this idea that, oh, like when, you know, we, we were selling a lot of rainbow flags and I thought, I really want to have a rainbow brand. I really would like to, you know, like take this feather and just create like a fashion brand, but not something that is very, um, that is considered that is just for pride, but something like it's actual fashion brand that's more high street, but it's got rainbow colors in it. So that was the idea behind it. I love that. Hang on a minute. Let's just backtrack. Working for Eurovision, making flags, quite exciting times there. Oh yeah, I know, I know. (laughs) <laughs> basically you know, I know it's a funny story you think probably like how did you get that right and I tell you one thing basically I just bluffed my way to the top <laughs> literally I, I just went to LinkedIn and you know I just thought okay I well let's go back to the beginning so first I went to Vienna to the Eurovision Song Contest and I just thought like why are like, people, like why people cannot buy flags at Eurovision it's like you think Eurovision you think flags everyone's waving their flags but the fans couldn't actually buy flags at Eurovision which was crazy so 
I bought 1,000 random flags from China and sent them to Vietnam. And then I just stood on the square and I was selling them there and people were just coming. And it was just coming. Everyone was just coming and buying the flags like crazy. So I decided now I want Eurovision to sell them. So I need to get through to Eurovision. So I went on LinkedIn. I um, found the person who was a, the producer at the Swedish national television. I found her name and just wrote her message. Um, Can you get me in touch with Eurovision Song Contest, please? We've got something they would really like and we're going to send you. And the whole delegation, Swedish delegation, free flags. <laughs> wow. Listen, that is a great, listen, that's a great way. That is how you're going to work your way yeah. off, isn't it? And that's like, how we got like in touch, um, sorry, if that's how we got in touch with the um, the buying department for Eurovision Song Contest. And, uh, and yeah, and they said, we love them. We want to sell them. And that was it. And we got a contract with them. <laughs> Amazing, amazing. Fake it till you make it, isn't it, babe? <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's pretty much it. So, so tell us about um, about uh, where the name Bunny Soul actually came from then. So how, how was that kind of born? Yeah, so um, I'll be honest with you. I didn't really think too much about it. I was looking for names that were free and that were not trademarked and would be really easy to remember and would actually have something to do with the brand. So I was looking for lots of different names. And there's this tool called Panabi. Um, it's basically you throw two or three different words and it combines them together. So I was putting... Pride puppy, I just put like pride puppy bunny, you know, like whatever, <laughs> mouse, <laughs> and all that. And then suddenly it just came on, and it's like, oh, pride bunny, that is amazing. So basically, that was the name of the rainbow brand. And I rebranded it to Bunny Style for a reason, because I always wanted Bunny Style to be a little bit bigger than just the pride line. So I know it's still to come because I'm still just having, you know, just releasing rainbow clothes, but it will be one day, hopefully. Oh, no, I'm sorry. It will be one day. We have massive, massive queer fashion brand that will be on the high street properly. Yes, definitely. Putting it out there, you've got to visualise these things. So important. So that's really good. And, and, and thinking about that, you know, when we think about, particularly for the LGBTQ plus community, identity and self-expression, particularly through fashion, is really, really important, isn't it? So I guess being able to openly wear an LGBTQ plus clothing brand, it must be quite liberating for your customers. Was that part of the agenda for Bunny Style? And and if so, why is that so important to you as a brand? Um, I mean, yes, that's, that's I, I can tell you one thing. I didn't want to have a rainbow brand, brand for no reason. I just thought like, you know, I came out quite late in, you know, in my life. I was 27. And then I thought, oh, like, would it be nice to have a brand that, like you can wear every day and express who you are if you want to and I, I just thought it was like a brilliant hookup tool to be honest <laughs> but um, but yeah it was always like about this it was always about having those rainbow accents that but like you know not feeling overwhelmed by it like you know like you do during pride I, I love pride and I you know like we also like our um, um, biggest season is pride but I wanted it to be basically a little bit subtle so you can wear it all year round and you can have different outfits and that way you know you will be expressing yourself and you'll feel good because you know you will know that you have something rainbow on you but you will not feel like oh I'm going to pride and you would not be considered by other people you they would say like oh look that's a cool cap I like it you know where'd you get it from rather than thinking like oh like is there pride today <laughs> you know so um yeah I love so that, that was you know, that was like really really big part of it 
actually. Yeah. No, it's really important as well because, again, you know, when we're talking about how we can be more visible as a community and, and again, even for me, doing the inclusion work that I do about how we can create more visibility within the community, it's about being able to be your true, authentic self, isn't it? And that is about 365 yeah. days of the year. So not just about pride yeah. where we, we parade and we make yeah, the right exactly. You know, and that's really what's important and, and how we can create better inclusion, I guess, as well. So thinking about that for you and with Pride Bunny, you know, and Bunny Style, you've actually got now over 40,000 customers and probably growing after this. I think we were. Even more, even more. Yeah. Is that yet? I doubling. think we've got over 50,000 now, I think. <laughs> I'm not sure. That's amazing to have so many customers. And that's internationally, isn't it? Do you think with that, people feel uh, empowered wearing your brand? And what has the customer feedback been within the community? I can tell you that it's very positive. I really, really love my customers. I love reading. I read almost almost every comment because I just love hearing what people say, what people think. And the other thing is that I actually see people on the streets wearing my things. This is like, you know, this is crazy. I went to Domin the Dominican Republic and then, you know, I'm wearing my rainbow cap and the guy, some guy on the, on the ferry says, I got that cap. I'm like, what do you mean? Yeah, I, I have one. <laughs> it's like, you know, he was one of my customers from America and he was there in the Dominican Republic. And I was like, oh my God, this is crazy. And like now, basically, you know, I live in Brighton now, recently moved there. And uh, and every time I'm, I go out and I meet someone, people know my brand, which is insane. I'm, I, it never happened before, only this year. I'm, I basically, I, when I mention it, people not say, oh, I've seen ads on Facebook, or oh, I'm your customer, or something like that. It's insane. Oh, amazing. And listen, that's the thing, isn't it? That's what you want. And, and it is very distinctive, your brand. You know, it is rainbow, but it's very distinctive in the look. So, you know, I'm really excited about that for you. But even more exciting news, you have uh, got your female range coming up soon, I believe. Tell us a bit more about that. That's right. So we so did try. Me, tell me what I can wear. What you're going to send me to wear? <laughs> right. I think you're going to love it. I think you're gonna, yeah, I think you're going to love it. So basically, you know, like most of our clothing is unisex anyway, but basically we have not been branding it that way. And last year we gave a little go uh, to uh, the, um, uh, the the female collection, but basically it did not work out because we were trying too hard to copy, I'd say, Topshop, rest in peace, <laughs> you know, space in the market. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, but we were just trying to copy mainstream brands too much instead of actually asking uh, female customers what they would like to see in the collection, which we did now. And we know that you know, no, nobody wants Daisy Duke shorts like we released last year. Although, you know, they did sell, like, you know, but we're still selling them, they're on sale and, you know, they're not very popular because there's a reason behind it. It's just like, it doesn't suit everyone and not many people would like actually go for that style. So we have asked um, the customers what they would like to see. And we've seen that women would like to basically see the same stuff as men, but just basically made for women. So our shorts are our best, our bestseller currently for men. We've got so many female customers buying them and they love them. It's basically with the sizing, you know, it's not ideal because uh, it's, it's designed for men. So basically it's a little bit different. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to release them first in Australia, the shorts, uh, in just a few months time. And then in the next season, next year, based on how they do that, we're going to 
release them in the US and in the UK as well. So that's what we're going to do. We're going to do the shorts for women. We're going to do the, the tops for women. And then, you know, all our uh, unisex accessories are already unisex. That's going to be part of the collection as well. But we're going to start small and then we're going to move on to different things and see what's going, what's, what's what happens. Oh, amazing, amazing. Oh, listen, as usual, time flies when we are having fun with these chats. I'm so excited to hear everything that you're doing and I just can't wait. And great that you've got the, the female range coming out too. Where can people find your fabulous clothing? Because it's all about making sure we support queer and independent brands too. Where can people find you before we go? Right, so you just need to Google Bunny Style and probably you will find that. Or you just go bunny.style. You just put it in your browser and you'll find that. Fabulous. People, make sure that you check out those clothing. Summer is here. We may have a bit of rain in the UK, but that don't matter. We can wear our shorts indoors, anywhere. But it's about being loud and proud. So I just want to say thank you so much, Matt, for joining me today. And, yeah, good luck with everything. I'm really excited. And happy Pride. Thank you. And to everyone and yourself. Bye. For more information about Shoutout Radio, visit us online at shoutoutradio.lgbt. Shoutout. LGBT Radio for you. The Shoutout Podcast. See, I told you. Lots of different music in tonight's show. So that's a Van Halen and, of course, a jump. Hey, Paul, did you get off the ground? (laughs) I was going to say, it's, it's a good track. A really good track, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Still, even today, it's um, I love that track. Yeah, so, great song. Yeah. So, I don't know. Perhaps I'm just feeling a bit of a party mood because it's getting close to, you know, end of restrictions and the like, which would be really nice if uh, it all returns to normal. Um, well, I've got all the invites for our listeners all around your place, so I've just got, <laughs> I've just got to push the send button and 100,000 <laughs> invites go out. <laughs> Yeah, aka Pride. Or <laughs> <laughs> find a nice well, football pitch somewhere. I was going to say, yeah. Well, Wembley would <laughs> do, wouldn't it? <laughs> True. No, I am looking forward um, to it. So. And it was lovely to hear that um, that stuff um, with Saski there talking to uh, the guy from Bunny Star. Yes. Um, yeah. What, what, what um, some of you, uh, well, even shout out people, you may not know this is um, when we first ever um, got branded t shirts for shout out, um, we were actually too scared to wear them out in public unless we were out as a group doing something for shout out. And I can remember us having big debates about, you know, would we get. You know, like beating up on mugs or something, walking through town with, with shout out t shirts. And here we are, like 11 years later, and you know, people are quite happy to wear rainbow everything, which is great. Yeah, definitely. I think one of the crossover points for it, though, was because of the pandemic and the whole rainbow being used by the NHS. And so it's almost like there's a little bit of mixing. <laughs> I know it's, it's <laughs> a funny thing to say, but. Yeah. <laughs> well, well, but what was it? Because uh, it was because I've uh, well, I mean, Andy knows knows the most about NHS things out of all of us, I suppose. But um, uh, I know that they had lanyards that were rainbow lanyards, but it was yes, actually for it. Pride, wasn't it? Correct me if I'm wrong, I, Andy. Uh, it, it was in one trust, um, and one of the local trusts then um, also did the uh, implemented the rainbow badge campaign. 
they're, they're oh. two slightly different they're two slightly different things for different trusts yeah but I mean before the whole rainbows for the NHS came about there were a lot of people yes. in the NHS especially in the southwest that had these rainbow lanyards um, and of course they get mistaken for the rainbow for the NHS when in actual fact they were originally generated to celebrate pride which is they, they were yeah <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if I, anyone noticed actually um, last week when England were playing um, Harry Kane the captain had yes. a rainbow uh, captain's band yeah, around yeah. did everyone that notice nice that? that see. Really um, cool. yes. and I didn't notice but apparently you have rainbow laces too yeah, well, I mean so, that's yes. lovely. That's a really huge step forward, isn't it? Yeah, really yeah. fantastic. Well, um, as we, we know, the whole uh, football thing's been in and out of the the media because, of course, um, they tried to turn stadiums into rainbows and that got banned, so they turned other ones. Yeah, we talked about that in previous weeks, haven't we, stuff? <laughs> yeah, but also the German captain was also wearing uh, an LGBTQ plus uh, band armband and rainbow Good. laces. Really yeah. nice to see. Yeah, I mean, you, you go back, well, even a few years, that just wouldn't have been done. No, no. Um, we just had on the news wires that uh, the, the Crown Star, that's uh, the Emma Corrin who played um, Lady Di, um, yeah. is, um, is come out as non-binary and oh. changed their pronouns to she, they, and has oh. put a load of photos out um, with her in binders. Okay. Um, she's very brave, very brave, yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, nonetheless, wish her the best of luck. You know, it's it's, it's always nice when you find a, a someone who's a celebrity, you know, um, being open about it because it normalises it more and makes it more acceptable for others. Yeah, you know, absolutely it absolutely does, Andy. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, you know, we still need pride these days. Um, I believe, was it the fifth anniversary of the uh, Pulse nightclub stuff um, yes, quite recently, too? That was, I, yeah. I remember us broadcasting. That was one of the most horrific broadcasts I've ever had to do. Um, oh. um, very moving. Um, and yeah. just, just prove. I, I believe they're now turning that um, actual area where the building was into um, some kind of a monument to those that um, sadly lost their life. Um, so, yeah. Well, it's hopefully something positive can mm. come. From yes. Our, our so. yes. And we, we must make it up to our own rainbow um, because uh, I, I haven't. I've seen loads of pictures of Darren walking across it, um, and Steph sent me a, a video earlier of the bus going across it, the rainbow bus going across the rainbow crossing. But uh, we, we haven't managed to make it there yet, have we? <laughs> well, I've been across it. Oh, have you? Oh, you didn't take I a photo. Walked, I walked backwards and forwards across it four times. <laughs> <laughs> Did the cars stop? <laughs> right. Yes, I think. <laughs> Nice did, one, they, did they run it? Did they sort of drive at you at speed? <laughs> well, actually, because um, there's uh, most of it is a traffic-free zone, there's it's not actually much traffic up there now. Oh, okay. Yes, and uh, for listeners in Bristol, of course, um, I believe uh, Bristol Bridge is never reopening to normal cars, uh, from what I read earlier, which uh, uh, is a bone of contention for some. But then we may get trams. So, oh. you know, that's a... Trams or an underground? Oh, yeah. Well, I wonder which is more likely. But then, I mean, they've been going on about trams since the 70s, so I don't know. Well, good. Oh, we can have rainbow trams. trams. Let's have rainbow we trams. Have rainbow That'd trams, be cool. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my. <laughs> they do that in Manchester. 
I'll tell you what we've got in Cheltenham. I'll tell you what we've got in Cheltenham. These zwings, you know, these electric scooters everywhere. Oh, yes. Yeah, we've got them. The Voy. They're a a curse. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, that's it for today's show. Uh, To find out more about us or to hear um, other shows, do check us out online. Um, this has been, uh, you can find us, sorry, at shoutoutradio.lgbt is the place to head to. Also, if you'd like to get involved in the show, you can find ways to come contact us. It's all on there too. Uh, next week, we're talking about educating uh, with Pride. But from myself, from Steph, from Andy, from Rose, from Terry and the rest of the team, say bye-bye, everyone. Bye. bye. Shout out. LGBT Radio for you.